mountains all in my life so hard to climb but I promise I keep on climbing ah, if you don't let oh let me stand and I would be Yes, that is a throwback song. As a matter of fact, it's one of my father's favorite gospel artists, uh, Miss Albertine Walker. The words of the song say, Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord, for your service every day. And that's exactly what I want to talk briefly to you about today. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, thank you, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning, oh God. Thanking you for keeping us closed in our right mind, oh God. Lord, we come humbly before your throne saying, oh God, speak to us, pour into us, guide us, direct us, oh God. Let our heart be palatable to your word, oh God. Today we come before you, O oh God, giving you honor, giving you praise. And honoring that you are King of Kings. And you are Lord of Lords. And that you have an assignment for us. And we come before you today asking that you give us specifics on the assignment that you have called us to. Amen, amen, and amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about the implementation of strategies for the kingdom of God. Each and every one of us was created with an assignment, an assignment that goes beyond your career, 
beyond your volunteer work, beyond your church service, beyond all of the positions and the roles that you hold, even beyond your parenting. Each of us was created and dispatched from the kingdom of heaven to strategically be part of the shifting of the culture of earth to implement the culture of heaven. The problem is most of us have not embraced the simplicity of the assignment given us. So we're living our lives out of alignment with the assignment. For lack of a better word, we're playing the wrong game with the wrong motives and by the wrong rules. It's like we're stuck playing checkers when we should be playing chess. See, in checkers, all the game pieces move in the same way. In chess, you move each piece differently based on its ability. Now, the wise, those that are committed to the mandate of God, focus on the kingdom of God, conducting their lives like playing chess, not checkers. What I want you to not get stuck on is the board games that you are familiar with as I'm speaking to you because it's not about the quote-unquote board games. Believers can play all kinds of board games and have a strong connection and commitment to God. Don't let that be the deterrent in this message. I personally don't even know how to play the game of chess. But I'm telling you, after doing my research and pulling all the facts together to deliver to you this message, I, I'm really going to have to put forth an effort to learn to play the game of chess. Well, I want you to understand this morning, it's about the principles of the game and the lessons concerning the game that truly help in outlining foundational principles for our life strategies. What I learned is some people like playing checkers and have never moved past mastering the principles of checkers to explore chess because they deem chess as too complicated, too intense, and too time-consuming. Those of us who know how to play checkers likely learned when we were children it's an easy game to teach children and it introduces them to thinking strategically. But children grow into adults and have to face multiple challenges, deal with various kinds of people and situations faced with challenges that will require them to utilize a more in-depth format of strategy to survive. We as Christians, as believers, experience the same thing. And if your life strategies and your evangelistic strategies and your approach to life is the same today as it was when you first received salvation, that means that you've likely settled for just learning how to play checkers and never pursued grasping the principles of chess. 1 Corinthians 13, 11 reads, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought 
as a child. I reasoned as a child. But when I became a man, full grown and adult, I gave up childish ways. In this world, we face on a daily basis some grown up challenges. How many of you out there with me on that? We have to make some grown up decisions that require some grown up thought. We have to deal with some grown up principles and we have to learn how to exalt some grown up prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep is not the prayer of a grown up. Why? Because grown folks live and are challenged a bit differently. But in essence, we may not utter the words, now I lay me down to sleep when we pray now that we're adults, but we do the equivalent when we pray with the expectation of God just handling everything while we sit back and put him to work. A few weeks ago, I ministered and I reminded you all that prayer is only the first step in executing a strategy. See, we are to go before God seeking strength, direction, covering, and healing. And upon his communication with us, he provides revelation. And we are to go to work operating in full faith of God's revelation, which is always solidified and confirmed by his word. See, because your faith without your works is null and void. Jesus walked the earth to be a living example for us. And from birth to death, every move he made, there was a lesson in it for us. There was a principle that was outlined, a standard, and a, an ingredient to add to our foundation. In Luke 2 and 40, after Mary and Joseph presented Jesus in the temple, which we need to get back to taking our children to the temple because they need to be presented in the temple. But that's a, another story for another time. After they presented Jesus in the temple and, and they returned back to Nazareth, the scriptures read, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was a him. See, in order for us to grasp the favor of God, you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to strengthen your faith. You're going to have to obtain some wisdom in order to receive the true, full abundance regarding the favor of God. The key words in the passage are grew, grow up, and wisdom. Put some thought behind what you do. Align your thoughts with God because that's the only true wisdom. We walk around here and we say, my truth. You have no truth. If your truth does not align with the truth of God, then it's a lie. And if it's a lie, it cannot stand and be wisdom at the same time. But see, grown folks understand that concept. Are you with me? The worst thing that we can do is grow in size, but not in wisdom. 
You can't grow in God, in the kingdom of God, and not submit to and seek to grow in wisdom, in the truth of God. Think about it. What is the biggest difference between chess and checkers? It's the pieces. Anyone who wants to win in chess has to first learn how each piece moves. From the pawn to the rook to the knight to the queen to the king. Once I understood the ability of each chess piece, I understood the, tra- the, the, the strategy a bit better. Bob Fisher is a great chess champion. And he once said, winning in this game is all a matter of understanding how to capitalize on the strengths of each piece and timing their moves just right. Let me tell you, winning at this game of life according to the mandate of God is exactly the same. 1 John 4 and 1 reads, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because we don't like to exercise patience. See, we just want to jump over stuff. We just want to jump over each other, focused on doing better than the next. Having more than the other. Just jumping from here to there with no focus on the exaltation of the king. We continue as believers playing checkers. Just jumping over stuff. Jumping over people. Not implementing strategies that align with the kingdom. Of which our assignment comes from. In the game of checkers, it's about jumping over. But in the game of chess, it's not about jumping over. The goal is checkmate. What is checkmate, Pastor? Checkmate is where a player's king is threatened directly by their opponent. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. Are we, as believers, a real threat to Satan's kingdom? Are we? No. And the reason why is we're not even playing the same game. So we don't have the right pieces in place. Let me tell you this. Personally, when it comes to board games, I'm a lover of Scrabble. Okay, call me a nerd, a geek, whatever, but I dare you to challenge me. I remember my daughter when she first got married and you know, you had your first um, family gatherings and you know, the board games were there and her husband wanted to challenge me in the game of Scrabble and, and she told him, you're never gonna beat her. See, my kids grew up with me wearing them out on the game of Scrabble. I cut them no slack because I wanted them to be challenged. What I mastered about the game of Scrabble in my youth is that it was not just a word game. 
It was a game of strategy. See, in Scrabble, you can come up with the fanciest, longest words, but if you don't know when to strategically play the word and where to place them to obtain the maximum score, you end up being a showcaser of fancy words and a loser all at the same time. We as believers in some cases may have moved past checkers and, and are now challenging ourselves by playing Scrabble. See, believers play Scrabble a lot. We have all the words. We know the word and the words of God. And we can use those words to pray so eloquently. But we have no strategy. We don't know how or when or how to utilize the words or the word of God to impact victory on earth. The quote of the chess champion infers that to win, you have to learn how to capitalize on the strengths of each piece and the timing of their moves. The biggest strength we have as believers is God. But we don't utilize his strengths. We continuously challenge him while boasting he is the alpha and the omega, that God is the beginning and the end. But if you look closer at how we move the pieces of our lives around, we don't move and maneuver utilizing the strengths that come from God. The evidence is in our failure to do what he commands. Our failure to walk according to what he calls righteous and maneuver away from what he deems unrighteous. We fail to capitalize on the strength we have in God because we utilize every shot that we have at winning in this game of life by challenging. We challenge the strategies that God put in place. We challenge the rules that he outlined for the game. We seek to receive, but we struggle with giving. We want God's forgiveness for every time we stumble and fall, but we won't let go of grudges. We cry, cry out to God, Lord, I'm not perfect, but want to put the failures and imperfections of others on blast. We know his mandates and commandments and proclaim he is an unchanging God. But we will manipulate excuses for us to violate his word when we deem something pleasing to our own personal desires. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, do not be ignorant of your enemy's devices. The problem is we don't even calculate in our minds that when we operate outside of the will and the mandate of God, that we are actually operating within the thought and the strategies of the enemy with the devices of the enemy. Like pride and arrogance and lust and deceit and greed. In the game of chess, just like in the game of life, Making a move without forethought 
can cause your demise. You must have a strategy, a tactic in place to stay in the game. Especially if you want to end up as the victor and not the victim. Let me tell you how blessed we are as believers. How blessed we are as children of the King of Kings. We don't have to recreate the wheel. We have not been left to our own devices. When it comes to outlining strategies and tactics to play this game called life, God has already put the strategies and tactics in place. In chess, just one wrong move can free up the board for the enemy to come in and take out your special and protective pieces. How many of you know this to be true in this game called life that we live out on a daily basis? I mentioned earlier that some people never take on the challenge of learning chess because it seems to be too difficult, too time-consuming. And it is. But isn't real life as well? When learning to play chess, just like when revamping our lives to align with the kingdom of God, it is important to begin the game knowing what the pawns and the special pieces are and their purpose. It is important to know your opponent's limitations and to use their limitations to your advantage. See, the one thing that Satan can't do he can't read your heart, and he can't read your mind. So that means when you approach in life and you're putting strategies in place, it is important that you have the right mindset, that you put a strategy and plan in place in your mind first. The one place that Satan can only get in if you invite him in. As you stand on the game board of life, calculating your next move, know what your pawn and your special pieces can and can't do. The pawn represents the front line foot soldier that can only move forward. They begin side by side and are essential to the king's success. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? As a soldier, you are essential to the king's success when you understand about moving forward. Some of you are stuck and you're no value to the kingdom because you're stuck in your past. You won't let it go. You won't operate in the mandate given, which is to move forward. In the kingdom of God, we are his frontline soldiers. And as long as we stay committed to the mandate and the execution of the king's agenda, he will move us forward. Now because our minds are always 
focused on forward, we sometimes forget the king that is backing us. See, because we're focused on forward according to our agenda. But when you get focused on forward according to the king's agenda, you will remember who's backing you. Soldiers know that they will lose the battle if not properly equipped for the battle. Which is why soldiers put a lot of time into laying out their armor, their uniforms, making sure that everything is there. They'll have a checklist of what they are to put on and carry when they go into battle. In Ephesians 6 and 11 through 17, God tells us how to prepare for battle. The issue many of us have is we think that the armor of God, the uniform that he gave us for battle, is one that we can take on and off. What we have to realize is the battle that we are in is a continuous battle. And the enemy is just waiting to catch us out of uniform. The enemy is waiting for us to slip. The enemy is waiting for us to come on the battlefield not fully dressed. Scripture tells us to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For the scripture goes on to say, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, I want to say this to you. This just When the scripture says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, I want you to understand. See, because some of you like to twist scripture and you think that you're supposed to be against all authority or authority that does not align with what you think aligns with God. But if you read it, it says against the cosmic powers over the present darkness. That's where you got to put your strategies in place and know what is dark and what does not align with the wills and the words of God. See, darkness is exalted when there is confusion. So now who is the author of confusion? That is Satan. Satan is a spirit. He is the spiritual forces of evil. The spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places is what the scripture says. This is why you must put have on the full armor of God at all times so that you can discern evil even in heavenly places. The scripture goes on to say, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm. Stand, the scripture says, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth 
not your truth. Because we talked about this a minute ago. The only real truth is truth that aligns with the word of God. God's instruction says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Mm. The breastplate of righteousness. You don't get to choose your standard of righteousness. This is the whole armor of God. So the breastplate of righteousness goes according to the righteousness of God. We don't always agree with God's righteousness because God's righteousness causes us to live a disciplined life. It causes us to say no when, when we everything in us want to say yes. The sixth scripture goes on to say as shoes for your feet having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Don't get tied up in a whole bunch of foolishness that violates the standard of peace in the kingdom. Because God can't use you with all of the arrogance, the conspiracy theories. He can't use you. He needs your mind to be able to strategize. And in order for it to strategize effectively, you have to have on shoes, able to move. See, shoes is the covering for your feet. Shoes is what helped get you through those rough patches. If you didn't have shoes when you went through the wilderness, you would be cut up. You would stumble a whole lot more. And God is saying those shoes that's on your feet need to be ready. To walk in peace. Peace. Be careful when somebody's bringing you something that is disruptive, that causes you to step out of the element of peace. Chess is a game of ultimate patience, planning, and with one main objective to gain territory and to checkmate your opponent's king. To be the victor will require aggressive tactics, strategies, strategies, and always thinking ahead of the opponent's moves. This is where we as Christians, as believers, tend to fall short in this game of life. We don't understand that patience is absolutely and truly a virtue. Patience is truly valuable. We also don't grasp that the mandate of God concerning the gaining of territory. See, the mission of every kingdom is always to acquire territory. See, what we don't get, and I want you to take this into your personal life when you're considering even your personal investments. Land is the most valuable commodity extended to man. Why? It's the only thing that God is not making more of. The mission of every kingdom is to acquire territory. Why? For that same reason. 
kingdoms understand value. The reason why a kingdom wants to acquire territory is because once acquired by a kingdom, the kingdom is able to shift the, the culture to align with the culture and the mandate and the vision of the king who is in reigning authority of that kingdom. Look around. Because our minds as believers is on just jumping over one another. Because we're still playing checkers when the board that we're on has switched to chess. We wonder why Satan has control over the territories. Satan's kingdom is reigning. The culture we live in is shifting to align with his demonic visions. Why? Because Satan understands the rules of the game. He understands that territory equals glory. But in the first book of our life manual, given to us by God, he gave us, his children, dominion. His words in Genesis 1.26 says, And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over the, all of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon earth. Walking in dominion means that believers, the children of God, should dominate every sector, every industry, using every aspect of our being strategically to aggressively exalt the word of God, to aggressively be examples of the word of God manifested here on earth. The prayer that Jesus taught the disciples has a passage in it that petitions that the kingdom come and that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The key to this, again, is that we pray for strength and guidance and coverage and healing and that we submit to getting to work. See, we tend to opt out of the getting to work part. God's plan is to use us to answer our own prayers and his purpose. We are the ones who must execute to bring God's will on earth. Chess has an obvious theme. Good versus evil. With six pieces to play six pieces to use to obtain victory. The number six has an incredible significance in the Bible as God created man on the sixth day. On the sixth day, God created his most valued asset. We are what he will use to win victory for his kingdom. But we have to stop 
playing checkers. We have to upgrade our mindsets to endure the game of chess, which involves strategizing, balancing our moves, thinking ahead. Chess is a fascinating game on so many levels. It's a game for kings and royalty with everything at stake. And the game can shift with just a few, several key moves. Just like this game of life. We can make a shift with just a few key moves. Are you ready to start strategizing for the kingdom of God? The end goal is everything. But I'm here to tell you it's not how you start, but how you finish that matters. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of your son Jesus, we thank you for this word today. We thank you, O God. And we recommit our lives, O God. And we say to you, O God, give us guidance. Help us strategize. Help us fulfill the mandate of bringing your kingdom on earth. Lord, use us for your glory. Use us for your glory, O God. We want to be pawns used for your kingdom. Lord, forgive us for every time we step outside of your rules, outside of your strategies, outside of the plans that you put in place. Forgive us, O oh God. Reassign us, O oh God. Redirect us. Use us for your glory. Use us for the exaltation of your kingdom. Thank you, O God. Thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. The book of Revelation, chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. Yes, sir. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst any more. Preach, preacher. For God shall wipe away yes, sir. every tear from their eye. Yes, sir. Get ready for the revolution. What you say?
you again for tuning into Bible Deliverance. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.bibledeliverance.org. If you are looking to partner with or join a ministry, we welcome you with open arms and invite you to begin that process on our website. If you are looking for someone to partner with you in prayer, we would love to be your prayer partner. You can also submit that request online. And if God is leading you to sow into this ministry, please again go to www.bibledeliverance.org. 
We stand on the principle that grass may wither and flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Be blessed.